You're listening to Student Spotlight, a podcast on the London Landscape Radio Network. Each month, we talk with some of the best horticulture students in the country. We ask about what drew them to the industry and what they want out of it. As October draws to a close, we interview Drew Jepson, a student at Michigan State. In previous months, we've heard from students who are about to graduate. Drew might have some more time. He's a sophomore at MSU, but will graduate from his current program this spring with the option to flip it into a full bachelor's degree for two more years. And he's had an eventful time at MSU already, whether it's a trip to the National Collegiate Landscape Competition or it's work done on campus. Here's Drew. Well, Drew, why don't you take me through a little bit on who you are and how you got involved with the green industry? Like what led you to go to Michigan State and pursue a degree in horticulture? Um, I was always kind of uh, not really around it. My family wasn't ever involved in it, but... Uh, you know, just around the neighborhood, I was always interested in the, the machines and the mowing and the work and that kind of stuff. And uh, that kind of just led me to uh, start doing that kind of work myself, um, you know, when I was probably about 10 or 12. And then around the age of 14, I want to say, I got a commercial mower and started mowing lawns. Um, and that kind of took me all through high school, uh, doing lawn care and a little bit of landscaping. And then, um, uh, last year of high school, I uh, actually applied to Michigan State to be a uh, landscape architecture major. And uh, when I got here to Michigan State, I decided to switch into the ag tech uh, landscape and nursery management program here. Okay. What led to your decision to switch? Um, I got to landscape architecture, and it was going to be a lot of, look, look to me like a lot of conceptual drawing, a lot of dealing with shapes and that kind of stuff before we even got to anything related to landscaping and plant material and, you know, working basically. And I just, I, that wasn't really what I wanted. I wanted to be more directly involved with the the work being done at all times. And so I kind of looked around here for some different options and uh, the landscape and nursery management program is definitely what I was looking for uh, in hindsight. Absolutely. You know, when you decided to buy your first commercial mower, was that like you kind of signaling, okay, I'm, I'm actually going to give this a go for the long haul. Like I'm, I'm really invested in trying the green industry or at that point, were you still just trying to maybe make a few extra bucks? Um, at that point I was definitely already well into being all in on the green industry and actually like what led to the commercial mower happening when it did is uh we moved and got a bigger yard so my dad and i kind of worked it out right then because we needed a bigger machine immediately just to be able to mow my own yard um and with that you know came like it really allowed me to expand uh take on a few more yards right away uh so yeah the commercial mower um definitely cemented that i was going to be that i was there to stay and you know wanted to be involved in the industry in Kalamazoo, where I'm from. No, one, one of the things that I hear from students all the time is that when they were in high school, they didn't really know what kind of opportunities existed in the green industry. You know, the, the same opportunities that you now know about. What was that research process like for you? You know, how did you, while working through high school, figure out, okay, not only is this something I want to do, but here's like a feasible path toward it. Honestly, I, it was a lot of uh, social media, like doing my own work and, you know, seeing what the results uh, can bring, bring you just kind of right away from that. And then also the social media 
all the stuff on YouTube and Instagram that people are putting out and really documenting the work that they do and how they run their business has been really helpful for me because uh, it just it lets you pick off of so many different ideas from different people and see kind of the available options you have to to be in the industry, whether you want to own a business um, or want to be an employee, you know, it really lets you see what's out there. What drew you to Michigan State? Uh, being from Michigan, uh, definitely, I looked at a few other schools, but the, the distance between here and my house is really what sold it compared to the other schools I was looking at. Okay, okay. So when you got to campus, was a lot of the covid um, I guess like the COVID protocols were a lot of those kind of stripped back and removed already, or did you kind of still have to go do some online classes, um, you know, do virtual learning, that sort of stuff? Um, the virtual learning, I, from what I could see getting to campus last year was that the virtual learning seemed to me like a lot of the, the classes had switched to virtual and just not switched back because it was easier uh, but as far I didn't have too many uh, virtual classes my first couple semesters here, which was really nice compared to people I knew in other majors had a lot of virtual classes. And then I, I want to say the only protocols that were really still in place here was the mask wearing. Other than that, it felt pretty open to me um, when I got here. Okay. Um, so, you know, with, with it being your second year, um, and already, you know, you're, you're one of the students who, um, you know, your professors were like, Hey, you should probably reach out to this person. Right. So how did you kind of immerse yourself so quickly so that, you know, you, you have built up, um, a little bit of like a, you know, you're building up a resume at Michigan state. Um, what were some of the things that you got involved with outside of like the classwork? For me, it has been the uh, Student Horticulture Association here. It's a club that we have. It's kind of, you know, half social, half professional. We meet every week and have fun and hang out. And then uh, we have a lot of opportunities to be professional and network with industry and meet industry. So that, uh, my advisor, Marcus, who uh, you had spoken to before, uh, got me into that right away. And I really just uh, got like to get involved. I, all the people I was meeting were really awesome. And I really was uh, getting into the horticulture uh, kind of lifestyle and uh, being around plants and starting to really uh, like being around uh, the horticulture people. And so I got into the horticulture club and just kind of started going to everything, uh, went to all the meetings, went to all the extracurricular stuff we did. Um, in October last year, we went down to the GIE Expo. So that's kind of when I started getting the ball rolling on getting really involved uh, with horticulture and uh, kind of just trying to expose myself to as many things and as many people as I could. Had you ever been to an expo of that size? Like I, when I first started working at Lawn and Landscape, I think it was like my third week on the job. Um, we went oh, to wow. expo. And, yeah. And I, like, yeah. I was totally a fish out of water. Um, did you kind of feel the same way? Uh, I wouldn't say I felt like a fish out of water just because I've been so immersed in, the equipment and the industry for so long and i had been seeing you know videos and pictures of the expo for probably three years and i'd wanted to go for about three years before i went last year but it was really it's really cool it's hard to explain to people how much stuff is there and how much equipment is there for you to see so what what were some of the things that you have learned from the horticulture club that maybe you wouldn't have been able to learn in the classroom or that you just haven't learned in the classroom at this point 
Well, I think a lot of it is uh, being able to be exposed to a lot of extra industry professionals that aren't necessarily coming into classrooms. You know, we try to get people to come to our meetings and talk about, you know, uh, what they do or their business. And we have multiple events specifically uh, for uh, kids to network with um, potential employers. So that's the kind of a lot of that kind of stuff, the networking, uh, is stuff that you just don't get exposed to a lot in the classes because, you know, those are primarily focused on plant science. So uh, networking is a big one. Uh, for me, uh, coming from the landscape industry, I don't have any greenhouse experience. And every year we do a plant sale where we get plants donated to us and we pot them up and finish growing them in a greenhouse. Uh, so that's that kind of stuff is... Uh, it, it lets you get exposed to different aspects of horticulture outside of your degree. Yeah. Cause here at state, we have three different horticulture paths that you can take. Uh, and so whether you're landscape organic or port science, uh, you get a good mix of that through all the, uh, all the things you do in the club. And I will say, I guess, and maybe this is something you wanted to talk about separately, but the national collegiate landscape competition mm-hmm. that we go to is definitely something, you know, that you, totally different experience than uh, you get in a classroom. So I, I definitely will ask about NCLC, but before I get there, um, I wanted to ask you a little bit about, um, you know, uh, taking taking it back to, you know, you mentioned networking. And I think networking is, is such a pivotal part of, especially when you're in college, you know, building relationships that you never know how they might benefit you later. I always feel uh, if I'm somewhere networking especially you know more recently when i've gotten to meet more industry people it's that i always feel like i've made a successful connection when uh, i'm mid-conversation with someone and i see someone else who i have to go talk to and it really hurts to break away from one conversation to go to the next uh for me that's probably the biggest thing is just find uh finding people who i uh have similar interests with kind of starting off in a conversation and then uh, just being able to kind of get really right to the nitty gritty about, uh, you know, business and work and life with someone for me, is kind of what makes a successful networking connection. Um, I met my internship, uh, or the company that I was going to do my internship with at one of our networking events. And that's how it felt was we just, we were able to have a great conversation right off the bat. Uh, both parties, you know, myself and him, we were very transparent about, uh, you know, what we wanted and, you know, kind of how we do our things and it, it worked out. So I went and worked there, but, uh, yeah, probably that probably just transparency and having a good conversation and mutual respect. It kind of sounds like in just one, you know, just one year, uh, you've really kind of built up these sort of connections and, and you have like this, um, I, I guess like you have this ability already to, uh, to build those relationships and, and you've already kind of picked up on some of the things that like some of the, the tips and tricks on, on how to network, what might you recommend to a student um, who's looking to network that maybe isn't as experienced or is still like trying to figure out how to not feel kind of awkward at networking events? Because the, I, like, I'll tell you when I was in school, that was something that I really struggled with was like how to form a genuine connection with somebody and have it not seem like this forced thing because you have to network. Yeah, yeah, I totally, I totally know what you mean. I, I want to say, 
for me, I think a good way to start networking right away is uh, I like to look for someone who I already kind of have a common interest with. If that's an option, you know, if you're in your room with people uh, of a few different companies, maybe find the one that might interest you the most and just go uh, introduce yourself and start talking because especially at a lot of these events, I, you know, myself included and students get nervous, but everyone wants to talk to you, especially in the green industry. I've found is everyone wants to talk to you. Everyone wants to help you. Everyone wants to, uh, help you succeed. So for me, it was kind of getting over that initial, like, what are they get? what are they going to think of me? It's like, well, I, for me as a, as a student of a good, university at a networking event they're probably going to have a high opinion of me just based off where i'm coming from so that kind of just going in with that mindset helps me uh overcome the fear of just like awkward socialness because um you know at the end of the day it's the green industry and so far everyone's been great that's a good point i mean when you're at these networking events it's easy to feel shy or uncomfortable but i think just about everybody is kind of feeling um either a little bit of the same way or it's where it's like you know you feel like it's inconvenient to approach somebody and ask them questions but that's literally what you're there for um i don't know maybe that's just how i felt but i like i remember as a student i would feel weird going up to a table or a booth and uh just like introducing myself um but i probably should have just kept in mind that that's literally what the whole thing was all about anyway okay so the other thing i i wanted to ask about and you brought it up is nclc take me through it that was your first experience with it how did it go for you and what were some of the things that you learned oh for me uh nclc was awesome i first of all just north carolina state was awesome it was a really great campus to experience it at um i mean yeah nclc is one of the i mean for me it's the best thing i've probably ever done you know, learning about the green industry, just first off, just having the team aspect there, you know, the whole, all of us Michigan State people down there was great. And then, yeah, the whole event was just, the, you know, I think the first couple of days might have been like the, the kind of additional classes you could sign up for and take, which were really awesome. All of them that I went to were really informative and taught by really awesome uh, industry professionals, um, you know, who, you know, left their normal everyday job to come and show us kind of basically how they do their job. And that was really, really, um, opening to see and kind of hear about some different practices that companies use and that the actual events themselves were awesome. I did four myself and, uh, was able to compete pretty good. And it's, yeah, it was just a great experience. Which events did you do? I was in landscape maintenance cost estimating, truck and trailer operation, landscape maintenance operations, and the plant install. Okay, I gotcha. I find the event so interesting. So this was my first NCLC as well. I was actually okay. supposed to go to the one at Michigan State um, the year uh, that yes. COVID shut everything down, which is unfortunate. Yep. But um, I can really see a clear connection between the competitive categories and you know, skill sets that you would actually need out in the field. Do you see that same kind of connection and the events that you competed in? Do you view those as now like strengths that you could bring to a company one day? Or is it still something like, okay, that was something that I really needed to work on. Um, and 
now like i st- like i still need to actually work on that no absolutely um i especially some of the ones like uh landscape maintenance cost estimating you know that wasn't like a field event that was a written test and that required a lot of practicing and uh you know calc- you know remembering all your calculations on materials and so that like just being sitting down there with the plan uh you know looking at the landscape plan and then having my spreadsheet to fill out of uh, the cost of everything, I would say that is definitely like, to me, that felt like a skill that I built over the course of preparing and then doing NCLC that I could go into a company. And uh, I think that if I saw, you know, their, the way they do things, I could probably integrate fairly easily in the, in that kind of process. And same with, you know, uh, truck and trailer operation, obviously that's a bit more, straightforward and kind of a field operation but that definitely you know it, and it was a big truck and a big trailer and uh bigger than i'd ever driven and so that gave me confidence you know uh and it was you know that was a great opportunity to get exposed to a big truck and trailer that otherwise i wouldn't have been able to drive unless you know land care brought theirs which they did uh and same with the maintenance operations again it was uh felt you know really translatable right to being in the field you know where the uh instructor was asking us to go through uh the process of what we would go through in our heads um when we were pulling up to a yard to maintain it and then uh you know actually uh operating the equipment and um you know listing the safety features really made me feel good about going back in the field on the spring after nclc and being more prepared to uh to do the work how do you practice for some of this stuff? Like that, that was the thing that really blew me away is at every university across the country who participated, surely you sat down and, you know, you practice truck and trailer, right? Is that a matter of, you know, pulling aside the equipment and just doing it for a day or like how, how frequently would you have to practice a, a category like that? That's a good question. I, actually did not practice truck and trailer here i think my partner did and we did pretty good um so i guess my truck and trailer practice was more from experience but uh i didn't do any of the heavy equipment stuff but i know my friends who did uh they were able to get in contact with uh landscape services here at msu and uh those guys have always been generous enough to uh have us over to the shop and uh practice on their equipment uh if we need um same with like the testing um that's just it's a matter of uh trying to find the calculations online uh i think we have notes from past years that we refer to um and just uh we have binders as well and so at least marcus at least keeps us all very organized and has all the information in past years for us to kind of have our bearings under us when we go to the events. So whether we've actually been able to fully practice them or just we have an idea and we're going in a little blind, we, we kind of all have our bearings under us a little bit, but it's really hard. It's really hard to find the time to practice and have the resources to practice when you're at school. Um, and it's a, it's a busy time in school all the way kind of leading up to NCLC. Absolutely. So, you know, looking ahead for yourself, what do you – view as like your next logical career step what is like how are you going to build toward you know your ultimate goal of not only graduating but landing a job right after graduation well for me i'm right now in this two-year program here right now my 
my plan is to finish this two-year program and go back to uh, Kalamazoo, where I'm from, uh, and kind of restart my landscaping business this summer. I took last year off for my internship, but uh, I'm, right now I'm planning on restarting my landscaping business and then uh, evaluating uh, how I want to approach education in the future. Okay. But I need to give myself a little time between now and uh, coming back to school. Okay, that makes sense. So when you go back to your business, what is it that you want to change? Like, obviously, now you have, you will have at that point two years of education, right? What is it that yes. you want to take away from your experience at Michigan State and apply to your business as soon as you get back? For me, the biggest thing um, that I've picked up here that I want to translate back to my business back home is really just. Um, the plant material, both, uh, you know, if I'm installing a landscape, trying to select more creative varieties than you might find, uh, you know, better kind of standard across the industry and also just finding better ways to maintain plants, um, maybe do them, uh, without gas powered equipment. Um, but for me, it's more now focusing on the plant health care, the turf health care treatments. Um, how can we keep plants healthy for longer how can we make them look fuller um how can we maintain them in a way that's different than people have been maintaining them in, in ways that might be um you know better for the plants better for the environment and um more aesthetically pleasing in the end that's kind of what i i kind of want to go for right away absolutely you have this really unique perspective in that you already have a business that you're you know maybe it's not active right but you are running right. when you get back. Um, not a lot of students have that. Is there something that you feel like, you know, when you walked into Michigan State, did you feel like having that kind of real world experience helped you right away? It did. Yeah, for sure. Uh, being in the industry, I mean, just kind of already knowing what products are and what their names are, being familiar, you know. I did do some a little bit of networking here and there before coming here. So, you know, already have, having talked to people who are out in the field is a really helpful thing to, to know as well. So I guess the, the last idea that I, I want to leave here with, Drew, is just talking through what you hope for the industry. You know, it's not yeah. – it. you know, I, I guess having – now gone to like having been a member of the industry for several years um, and now also seeing more of like the educational side of it, seeing, you know, going to NCLC, going to Expo, yep. you know, going to all these events. What is it that you want to bring to the industry that you feel maybe is lacking or um, maybe doesn't exist yet? For me, I think the biggest thing that I'd like to bring to the industry or like to see the industry move towards is a little bit more education because you come here, I, I know I'm at State, there's a lot of landscape kids, you go to NCLC, you see a, you know, a bunch of other landscape kids from across the country, but then you kind of, you know, I kind of realize, you know, we're still the minority as far as the workforce goes in the industry, you know, most of the, the workforce isn't uh, going to college and uh, getting this kind of extra landscape knowledge and even beyond college, you know, uh, I don't know how many companies are out there actively trying to um, increase the knowledge of the employees that they have. So I think, uh, you know, promoting and um, even maybe making education or, you know, additional education a little more accessible for, for 
for people in the industry, I think would be great. And then also, you know, uh, I feel like sometimes our industry, especially the people who've been in the industry for a while, are a bit more uh, resistant to change. And I think I think change is a good thing, and I think it's going to be a really good thing with our industry. You know, it, obviously, we're moving a lot towards uh, electric-powered equipment over gas. Uh, I Obviously, you know, the debate's still out on, you know, what's better and what's worse and what works better, but... I, I think uh, that's going to end up being a really positive change for us. I think that getting away from the use of uh, as many synthetic chemicals is going to be really good for the industry. And I think those are things that, you know, the, the people at the universities are already starting to kind of, uh, you know, promote, especially the chemicals, that kind of stuff. Thanks to Drew for joining this month's Student Spotlight Podcast. You just listened to the Lawn and Landscape Radio Network. I'm Jimmy Miller, and we'll catch you next time.